There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Growing Up Female with me, Connie Simmons. This is the podcast where we chat about what it's really like to grow up female behind the shiny social media profile. I'll be chatting to a whole host of young, inspirational women about race, beauty standards, periods, body shaming, sex, relationships, social media, everything it means to grow up as a female today. Today's guest is vibrant. She's a model with a purpose and a passion. She's an entrepreneur. She's strong and I'm excited to learn so much more about her. Thank you so much for coming on Growing Up Female, Simone. Thank you for having me. That was such a lovely intro. Thanks. <laughs> I took the model with a purpose and a passion from your bio because I thought, oh my yeah. god, that is so that is so you. I love that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I've always it's so hard because I'm a bit of a cocktail. So I'm like, you know, when people are like, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, if you had to introduce yourself in like 20 seconds, I'm like, so that's what what I came up with. A model. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect so when I last spoke to you it was quite an intense week oh gosh yeah the, yeah, yeah I know the Black Lives Matter protests were in full swing and social yeah. media was literally going crazy so I just wanted to see how you were now and how oh. you're feeling about it all I mean it's really intense and it's still as exhausting I think this is something I've had to deal with through, throughout my life so it's not something mm. new but I think it's it's everywhere and it's coming up for everyone so I've just been having so many conversations with so many different people so it is quite draining even from like work purposes obviously brands are like contacting me and you know like supporting my friends and you know I've had I'm mixed race my mum's Irish and my dad's Jamaican so I've had a lot of mixed race people messaging me saying I don't know how to have these conversations with my family so I like I think last week I started like a safe space for mixed race people on Facebook because I was like I can't manage all these um conversations so I was like how can I help them um so I created a Facebook group but um I feel much better I'm quite obviously I'm a positive person but um I just go through the emotions like every day there's something I literally go on my profile and there's something I'm seeing so it's quite traumatic but um yeah. Every day I'm like, right, what action can I do? It's just like a constant reminder. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what is it that um, is such a challenge for mixed race people at this time? Obviously, like, forgive me for sounding so ignorant, but I'm in my own 
my yes, own but, learning journey and I can yeah. imagine it could be like am I white am I black am I both how can I be both yeah Your cultures are so different mm-hmm. so that's what's happened at the moment in terms of like the conversations I've had with mixed race people so I so I know to society I'm a black woman okay mm. but I know that I'm mixed race white and black like I don't need to, most people will know I mean some people usually like what your mum's white with blonde hair I'm like yeah <laughs> so sometimes people are shocked <laughs> I'm like yeah um so I think for me, I've always been kind of comfortable because my mum and dad have taught me so much. Um, but I remember in my teen years, I came home crying once and was like, I wish I, w- I, wish I was one or the other. I was like, I feel, um, yeah, because my friends used to be like in school, like, if there was a war, would you choose your white side or your black side? And this is what it feels oh, like at the moment. It must, yeah. That's so, really so I feel like mixed race people are kind of feeling a war at themselves I think some people are quite confident like well no I'm speaking my mind like you know I'm a black person or Mm. I feel like some mixed race people have probably grown up predominantly on their white side or around white people like Mm. I live in London South London so it's multicultural Mm. and I think that's where it really does depend where you grow up who's around you and I think that's why these conversations are quite difficult and also the other side is I am a lighter woman and there is a certain amount of privilege that I've grown up with. And I know that. And sometimes I am the token person. So I think it's bringing up so much for so many people. See, what 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 I thought about there when you were saying, like, it's like a war at the moment, obviously, when people have said to you, oh, you're white, so you're black side. What I yeah. find hard to come to terms, obviously, I'm a white person, but I've, I've never seen it as, like, black versus white, even though I know that it must really feel like that now I'm learning so much, because obviously I've been brought up not to be racist whatsoever, Um, but obviously mum and dad could have taught us a lot more, but they're in sort of the same boat as me, where we're anti-racist, but we needed to do a lot more of educating ourselves. what what, What I hate to see is the whole black versus white thing. I really hate that because I don't want to be put in that white. Yeah category because I prefer the whole anti-racist like no that everyone versus racist kind of definitely so what I had to learn (laughs) because my family had a go at me I addressed something on my Facebook and I said white people and that's triggering for some white people which I didn't realize because I was like but I'm just addressing it so I've had to learn like okay when I'm speaking about things Mm. I know it may make people feel uncomfortable or triggered but I'm not doing it in you know an offensive way no but I think at the moment because people are going like you know like it's on Netflix dear white people and I think some people are just feeling kind of triggered by it and uncomfortable yeah. but I'm like sometimes you need to sit in that and explore that and why you're yeah. feeling that way and sometimes yeah. I've had to sit with things I'm like okay why am I feeling this way or why am I feeling um triggered by it um but it is definitely, I don't want it to be a white versus black. I think my thing is where I've had messages from people like, where can I learn? You know, I'm like, it's a privilege for you that you all you have to do is educate yourself on this. When I have my children, I have to let my sons know that, you know, things are going to be hard for you. Like my mum, I have three older brothers and my mum had to, mum and dad had to have that talk with my brothers on the basis mm. of their skin colour. So I think I just find it's just outrageous. Yeah. It feels so <laughs> yeah. hard, like just just hearing that. Like yeah. that's just I just and I, I think that's like, being so focused on my own life, you kind of <laughs> you just you don't realize what yeah. other people are experiencing. And do you know how it's you know like obviously being an influencer, I hate saying that, but like going to mm. events and stuff, and when I hear people having conversations, I'm like, 
wow, is that all you worry? <laughs> like, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. Or, um, That's but, white privilege, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, that is white privilege. We don't so, have, we've, we've not had to think that someone will judge us based yeah. on us. Or, or when you go on holidays, like when we go on holidays, I have to check and see oh, how racist <laughs> oh my the country God. is. Yeah, when I went on holiday once with my mum, the, it was in Spain that the waiter came over and he was like, Papa, Papa Black? And we were like, what? Oh my God. And he looked at my mum. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, yeah, my dad's black. Oh, wow. Because, um, yeah, some people, I think obviously being on holiday with my mum where I go so dark and then people are looking at yeah, me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it just goes to show that the world is still a very ignorant place and there's just so much more to learn. And that's the whole point of this. It's like, you know, don't uh, people, a lot of people, are, a lot of black people are saying, like, don't ask us yeah. what should we learn? What do you want us to know? Like, go and find it out yourself. Like, make yeah. that effort. Yeah. And I, I think, think that's important as well. I think it's important because it will seem more genuine and real yeah. in terms of like, do you know what? I'm going to, and everyone has Google, but at the same time, if there's specific things that people want to ask me, I'm like, okay, cool. Like I, I'm fine to have the conversation. I've always been quite like that, but I think where it's been so intense, I'm like, I can't have all these conversations. There's Google. Um, but like you said, I remember when we, like, we haven't been taught in schools about history and I'm 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 Irish and Jamaican so I've grown up knowing no blacks no Irish no dogs I never forget that in history class and I was like oh my god like, oh my god and you're both my, my whole background is a whole struggle <laughs> <laughs> but the, you see my nan and granddad are Irish as well and they came yeah. over here and a lot of my granddad's friends were black because yeah they were in the same boat that's it yeah and that might be why there's a lot of um mixed race Jamaican Irish or black Irish um, they because both... they understand each other in that sense. Obviously, yeah. Irish didn't have and slavery and all that history. Their history is different. But um, yeah, my granddad said that once he um, put an offer on a house and him and my nan got rejected because um, they were Irish and they had the money and everything. Yeah, it's insane. Just like, And it's like, why does them, bu- them buying a house of you like affect you if you're not living there anymore? Like, it's just insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of my granddad's friends were black, and a lot of the men he worked with were black. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's often said like it was really, really crap, really crap. Yeah. No. So yeah, I've just I've always kind of not felt like I've had a privilege because I do know a certain amount of my history, but at the same time, there's some amazing stories. Like I don't want to just teach people about slavery. I think it's important, but mm. we never hear about you know like the scientists um that were black women or you know we never hear yeah this is one of the things I was going to talk to you about what have you what have you been like learning like what have you well I like I said I I was gonna say I was gonna say to you like at school we just learn about slavery so you learn that (laughs) there was black slaves and then you learn that slavery was abolished and then it's like they move on to the next topic topic and I've not learned anything more than that and then I've been watching mainly documentaries because um I just don't have time to read a whole book I'll be totally honest not because yeah. I don't want to but with Macy and work and everything yeah. so I find watching videos and documentaries um the most effective way for me um and before this even happened I watched um self-made with <gasps> I just Walker. Wa- I only watched that recently and she was like the oh first, my god the first billionaire the first female billionaire was 
black and we yeah. have not been taught that that's not yeah. splashed everywhere like that's incredible yeah I yeah. was so angry after watching that and that was before <laughs> the Black Lives Matter um protest started and this um like we were obviously um made to be aware of like the lack of education we had and I just said to my mum and dad I can't believe I didn't know that because I'm 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 like a feminist inside really and I'm just all for like incredible women yeah. and that's the whole point of growing up female and um so that is that film is right on my street and there's the other one um I think is it called is it called it's about um NASA and numbers and it's three black women that were yes. like yeah that's were scientists and they were part of the oh, oh they were the brains behind like the um space the rocket I can't even yeah, remember the rock- in detail oh why can't I remember the name everyone's going to be listening to this like it's called oh I know literally oh, but these uh, these movies are incredible and I feel like that would have been so much more effective to watch a movie like that in school than yeah like just 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 learning about slavery like we needed to learn so much more but then that's the what I guess what they've chosen us to learn do you see what I mean why yeah would they yeah exactly us? it's the curriculum probably well yeah. definitely written by white men yeah and that's why I think I've, I've always said I've had to go like my dad's I've learned at school but then I've had to come home and ask like my dad questions and really learn mm. about history and get things yeah. out I think it's important for the wider people to learn like now there's petitions to get more diverse books in schools like mm. how can we be doing petitions on things yeah, as much as I'm yeah it's just you know the the yeah. top head teachers the head teachers that you know have something about them if there's any teachers listen here just do it like don't yeah. wait for a petition you do have some sort of say about what books are in your libraries and stuff like that like they do have a say on like there is flexibility around what they can teach in the class definitely like when I used might to be a work topic, but bring diversity into that topic be creative yeah I used to work in um a primary school I was a teaching assistant I used to do like drama with the kids and when Black History Month came I was like this is so appalling, guys, of what you're doing. Mm. And I never forget the teacher. Who did she think was, I think she said, she was like, is Mother Teresa black? I was like, what? And I was like, guys, we need to, like, learn more about, like, yeah, so Black History yeah. Month. Sometimes I, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it, but in terms of, like, when teachers are trying to do it, they don't know the stuff, so i also think that making it just a month is like right we've done it now so then we can move on and forget about it when it's really it should just be integrated throughout everything really i will i've been watching um i finished watching it last night about malcolm x it's on netflix and there's a guy that's trying i've watched that how good is that that was so good i I learned so much from that like black history about that as well like um i didn't know about the fruits of islam and um like the Muslim community I didn't even yeah. know that Malcolm X was Muslim yeah so um I learned so I knew about Malcolm X but I didn't know in that detail yeah. and um I found that so interesting I think that was really really important and in it there, there's a teacher on there and he was like you were taught that Christopher Columbus discovered this this yep. and the other a white man <laughs> and all these things and I was like oh my god it's so true like it's white man white man white man all the time yeah and that's what, and then when people think about, you know, black people don't have a chip on your shoulder, but like, we've not been given the same opportunities. We don't even get to learn about the greatness of certain people. All we've been told mm. is like, mm. you know, you are going to struggle in life and you're going to have to work 10 times harder. And I just, I just, 
I hate I, I just don't want to ever have to teach my children that I don't no. I honestly well, I don't want to have the you know like this is the final like this is it we're not going to have more conversations of like do you know what in life you are going to have to work 10 times harder um, no, I just think that's mad oh, yeah it's, it's yeah it's like it's little things as well like cvs when you see an african name or whatever are people yeah. subconsciously putting them to the bottom of the pile because yeah. they see an african name and then they instantly think oh i wonder you know if they got an attitude are they aggressive yeah. are do they do they kiss their lips like all these things stereotypes that might go through people's mind these are all things that i'm reading about and hearing it's not things that yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just i've had myself. it I went for a job role. I had like braids in my hair. Went for the first part of the interview, then they called me for the second part, and they asked me to take the braids out. And I was like, what? "Are you joking? Like, you shouldn't." Yeah, I was on the BBC News with it, um, and I was like, "You should not feel comfortable." And but Connie, the thing with me is, I actually thought about taking them out. I like, I went home and cried, and I was like, "This mm. is not what I stand for." I'm about empowering women, like embracing mm. their natural hair. And then I sent an email trying to explain my hair. I was like, why am I explaining my hair? Because I put braids in, in winter to like protect my hair and give it a little bit of break. And I was like, mm. I've spent hours on these. I'm not taking them out. But uh, yeah, it kind you of... You should not, not get a job because of that. And then why would you want to work for someone like that anyway? Yeah. Yeah, this this all, this needs to change. Absolutely. <laughs> it's There's so much. Yeah. So much. This is just touching the surface again. Like you could exactly. probably speak for hours on this and all the different um situations and reasons. I mean, one thing that does I was I actually didn't write this in our questions, but one thing that does always come back to me is the absence of black fathers in families. Obviously, your dad wasn't absent in your life. Yeah. Yeah. But that happens a lot, and I can see from what I've been watching that it's been happening for decades or centuries and a lot of it's because the black the black men were taken from their families because of white men like you've really been learning haven't you this is so good (laughs) I feel like oh this is I was like when we were doing this I was like oh my god I was like I'm gonna have to well she hasn't done her research I'm like no 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 but I'm I'm just here listening to you (laughs) oh good Um, and like slavery and I know that when slavery was abolished that um there was then like four million or something. I don't know if that's the exact number. Forgive me if it's not. But um, slaves, um, women, children on the streets, and yeah, the economy obviously went down because white men had no labourers. And yep. then you've got that many um, freed slaves or black people who should never have been enslaved on the streets with probably no support, no housing, no jobs. Yep. So white people, just men at that time for right well we've got no laborers how can we think of a loophole to get these men working for us again i know if you're a prisoner then um you have to do free labor so then they just started arresting arresting these men again for petty crime and they were probably were stealing because their families were starving which is totally i in my opinion in that situation acceptable Mm -hmm. like if you're getting no support and you're being beaten up every day because you're black and then they're just put on the fields again. Yeah, and it's just a cycle. So where people think, oh, it's over and done with, like when you spoke about, you know, the labour in the prisons, that's still happening now. I'm not going to name yeah. any of the brands, but like they have them working for them in prison. So that that's open. My, I never knew that. So that and, they, and, they're, and they're profiting from having. Um, they're actually profiting from having pr- like prisoners. Prison. So every eight pounds a week, someone was getting to make sofas, and um, they then then they 
and then they come out of prison and then they can't get a job when you've been working. Yeah, because they've got a black mark brand. their name. But in support so then, of, but there's Ben and Jerry's that are doing some amazing things. So they like that's good. there are some brands, yeah, yeah. That, um, um, it's easy to focus on the negative, isn't it? But there's still, you know, it's yeah, still out there. that's fine. It needs to stop. But then what about in the UK? Because that's that's really, really like sort of USA focus. In the UK, what, why, like, why is there, when you watch documentaries about um, gangs and things like that, which is obviously yeah. a lot of people always go back to that, oh, but what about gangs, like knife crime and stuff? What A lot of them say my father wasn't around. So what's that about? So with that, I just feel like, people put the forefront of like black on black crime or there was no like black fathers and things like that where I'm just like okay there's like I ha I've grown up with an Irish white family right the same with like Irish people then like my family like most Irish people not most Irish people but some like alcoholic abuse and things mm. like that so there's there's good and bad in a family so when people pinpoint and have this stereotype it's just like for instance I never forget at uni when my lecturer said you know the stereotype that black men have big dicks like that's <laughs> like it, that that's been like like said before and I'm like mm. I've sat there and I've heard so many people saying oh like so why do black people do this or why black I'm like but isn't that why is it just the focus that people do think that all black like black dads are not like around and my friend like he does amazing he has a thing called dope black dads where he highlights like dads and having these conversations mm. and when you break it down it's just a it's just a cycle like like when you do go back to like slavery and like father's been taken away um mm. that no and we and and that cycle hasn't been, been broken has it been no really? statistically i do think it is true because like i think statistics can't lie but that's not good enough like there might be statistics that say like I don't know there's because I watched something by Trevor Phillips who's an ex-Labour MP and he's he's very much he believes he's to blame for a lot of the don't talk about yeah. race we should all, we yeah. should all live in harmony but actually there are differences in different yeah. cultures and naturally as humans you you're drawn to someone with the same culture as you because you yeah. have more and I think that's fine I don't think that's racist like in any way shape or form but it's still nice to mix and like learn about other cultures but if you live in a community where it's everyone's sort of more similar that to me isn't racist it's just natural yeah but he also states that in white men there's a lot more alcohol abuse so crimes yeah. by white men is mainly alcohol yeah. crime drug crime is usually colombians yeah. Um, this is all actual statistics and facts. Yeah. And then he said, um, um, I think it's Chinese is more trafficking. And then black people, it's more, or black men, it's more um, knife crime or crime. I think it's violence yeah. Yeah, or theft or some, robbery or something like that. And um, yeah, I thought it was interesting. But when, yeah, no, it's so interesting. And then when you think of in terms of like jobs and stuff, people don't, don't really employ black, like, black men or yeah. when when we've been seeing all the roles that are they're like have you seen mm. pull up or shut up there's something on instagram called pull up for change and oh, yeah, um, all that. the brands have been posting like how many employees yeah. they have and stuff like that but it's just putting money back into our communities yeah um, and i think that's what needs to happen and then like, the men where, won't turn to crime to support their families yeah and then, and then the breakdown the of the families won't happen and there won't be like like you know mm. that stress because in black mm in black homes like women are the breadwinners as well so it's not oh. where you know there's yeah yeah there was yeah. a 
an article on it. Black that, women are so strong. Yeah. They're so but they're, strong. But there's that as well, like, where... But they're tired now. I've, re- yeah. I've noticed that they're just exhausted and they're like... There's being a black enough. woman and being strong that we're not allowed yeah. to be vulnerable. And then when yeah. we are strong, then people see us as, like, aggressive. And when I'm like, no, I'm just passionate or, like, yeah. I'm just getting across. So sometimes I think where people see black women being so strong the minute we want to show like we don't get to show vulnerability um and i've seen this in terms of like on instagram at the moment when people have been like highlighting their experiences i'm like the lighter woman's voice seems to be getting shown more i don't know if you've seen it but i just always feel like but the dark skinned woman is not being heard and i think sometimes like my dad's always taught me Simone, you know when you speak make sure you articulate yourself and get your things but there is a part of my anger that's really Mm. allowed me to like that gets me through and pushes me to speak about things Mm. um so as much as like people say oh black women we are strong and everything like that and I'm all for that I'm just like we should be allowed to be vulnerable because yeah absolutely and I and I think because I've had therapy through like you can't be strong all the time no but I just think society has taught like you know black women can't we are strong and that's that's a role we've got to play um, in our households planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So I've had nearly 4,000 new followers, predominantly white. And I was like, why wasn't I worthy to follow before? But when I did a comment, um, I had a few white women that messaged me saying, Simone, like, you've never popped up or I've never come across you. So you really have to seek us out. Like Instagram mm. works in a way Yeah, where... I saw it was like people were saying that, I mean, that Facebook is, is, the algorithms are racist. I was like, oh my gosh, like yeah. algorithms are hard enough to get right. On a good yeah. day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on a alone. good day, let alone now about race and my skin colour popping yeah. up. 
because um, that happened to me when I posted a picture of a black baby and yes. the engagement was really poor and I knew it was I knew I got a lot of stick for it because I, I mentioned how do you know it didn't get engagement because it was a black baby because I know what my posts get I know the yeah. average and it was so far below average and there was no other reason I didn't want to use any sort of any hashtags because yeah. I didn't want to um because I wasn't educating people or anything it was about charity and I just thought it wouldn't be appropriate so I was just hoping that people would support it but yeah yeah no and I think where because there's an attack happening at the moment where people are trying to learn or trying to say things and then people are like oh no you shouldn't be doing this I'm like everyone mm. we're all like we're all learning and we're all trying mm. to unlearn things and I think where like you have to we all have to start somewhere and we all have to know mm. where we contributed um mm. so like I always say to people listen we have to have these conversations they're not going to feel comfortable and when someone is speaking about their experiences it's not for you to tell them if and when they should speak about it or get over it because mm. a lot that has happened to black people is traumatic and at the moment mm. we're constantly seeing it and watching it every day so a lot is coming up for other people's experiences for example like me should be recently um spoke about her experience what she had on x factor yeah um, and i never uh, did you remember seeing that on tv no i don't i i only saw that she has mentioned that i haven't looked into yes. it because then i saw talisa talking about it and i thought oh, oh God, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I know but um just yeah just in terms of watching that again i was like oh my god as a young girl what that must have felt like um, what happened to her remind me so basically what happened she she she's an amazing performer she finished singing and then they're giving her feedback and they're like yes like you you know you're amazing and then Talisa was like oh but um you know like I have further things backstage where you know you are a bit feisty and these are all the stereotypes and words that are given to black women so what what people were trying to explain to Talisa like fair enough what you said what you said but these words you were a bit feisty you're being a bully you're being a bit aggressive black women have been given these to the end of time and it's like but what if this this is me being being um devil's advocate what if she actually was being like that but the thing is we then found out that it wasn't because gary barlow put it in his book and said it was all rehearsed like they They, so it was to create drama <gasps> and these stereotypes are constantly so that's for me terrible. if it wasn't true that's terrible yeah so no so then she was like you know she was doing it to my act I think that I'm I have no doubt in my mind that a lot of stuff goes down around X Factor like they're young people they're gonna have emotions there's probably arguments mm. and stuff but I think to do that on air to a yeah, black that, woman you pull with some those, of the side to talk to them yeah, about that and with those type of stereotypes and you could see Kelly Rowland's face she was just like what is going on here oh, um, wow. so I think at that time for me for in my head I would have been like I know I want to address this I don't care what, what colour you are if it was those things but I'm like if I do this this I'm adding to the stereotype of a black woman mm. and, I, and, that, and that's what you've got to think about so in my yeah. mind I would be like I can't do this to my own sister on national TV yeah. and this is going to air out and people already have this idea. So this is what white people that. need to learn and think yeah. about. Yeah. Because so I do to... think like regardless of who you are, you like, you know, if you're aggressive, if you're if you're being a bully, whatever, you need to be pulled yes. up on it. Yes. But that, I mean, on national television and stuff. just Yeah. So this is not me saying, you know, oh, like, no, she never done that or stuff. It's just you've got a thing. Yeah. It's like, you've got to think when you're putting these words out or these things that 
on national TV, this is what most people are going to think Cause, about. Because when I had Macy, I had a mid, I had um, like the midwife. My aftercare was horrific, and um, I had one midwife who had such an attitude. She was so horrible to me. She was like, God, I can tell you're a first time mum and all this. I was crying my eyes out because Macy was crying for the first time. Yeah. Um, and I did say to Ricky, oh, my God, she's so aggressive. Like she's got such an attitude and she was yeah. a black woman. But then yeah. I had another midwife who was also black and she was not at all. And it wasn't yeah. because they were she was black that I said it. It was yeah. just because she was being that way towards me. And I didn't yeah. say it to her either. I just just got on with it. But, like, in a situation like that, what would I do? Do I just say to Ricky, if she wasn't being very nice, you just not use those words? Like, No, so it's just in terms of, like, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. But I think we just have to be, when we it, say, it's just... Is, is it more of what you say on a sort of greater scale? Because I know that there was one, there was, a, there was an influencer on Tattle who was calling a black lady aggressive and... And doing it on like a on a in a public way. Oh, uh, you can't. Of... Yeah, if, when you do it publicly, it's just like no, it's just no. And yeah. these words are constantly given I get to that. black women because in an instance, yeah. people praise us like, "Oh, you're a black women, you're so strong." But the minute when we speak on things, it's like, "Whoa, why are you coming at me like that? Why are you aggressive?" Like I remember, I went yeah. on a I went on a date with a <laughs> with a white guy a couple like years ago. And I said something, he's like, why are you so, he's like, you're really aggressive. I was like, huh? I was like, if you think I'm aggressive, you're never going to be able to handle women like me. I was like, I'm the most. <laughs> I was also, like. <laughs> also, I think people can't mistake strong and aggress- aggression. They're not the yeah. same thing. Yeah. So I when think. When I say it's, like, I think black women are strong. I think that, yeah, I, I do. I've always said it's because I feel like they've had to be strong. And actually yeah. that's yeah. not fair. And. Yeah. you know inside there's a you know there's someone probably really soft and sensitive yeah. and actually like it's, and you have to remember where we've been brought up well I've obviously been my mum is Irish so she's a strong I mean they're fine Irish women are strong too exactly so I'm Irish and, and and Jamaican so like I've got the fire in me so I always say to people you've got to remember there's probably so much have gone on and 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 if black women and black men have been in these situations over and time and time again you get to the point where you do have your guard up and mm. it may come across like aggressive but go mm. deeper really find out do you know what what's yeah. going on there like what yeah. take time and I think that's what it is rather than being like yeah. oh my god just so like do you know what's going on for you right now what what have I said or what have I have I done that's triggered you maybe to react like that and talk mm. about it rather than yeah. just us throwing we've got to, we've got to take time for one another I think yeah um, I love that that's really yeah. really important my <laughs> mum um at school there was some girls that weren't very nice to me um did you grow up in London yeah West London I'm from oh, okay my school was really multicultural yeah um a lot of Irish a lot of black and a lot and a lot of Asian but mainly black and um black and I like white or Irish descent yeah. um because it was a Catholic school of course <laughs> and yeah <laughs> And um, my mum and dad always said to me, like, like rem- remember, like, if someone is if someone is not being very nice, or if someone's upset, or someone acts a certain way, why are they acting that way? You don't know what's going on at home. You don't know what's happening. So, like, and I found I found comfort in that because um, there was two girls that weren't very nice to me. They were older. They weren't black, but 
um, the, my point was that I used to think, right, well, maybe, maybe her dad's not very nice to her, or maybe, oh, she's got, yeah, you know, or maybe, her, you know, maybe her parents are have a bad relationship, and she doesn't know how to communicate her feelings besides being horrible. Like you don't know. And then I had um, friends Adiola, Falaki, and Kyra, and Falaki actually, her she came to school with the name Stephanie. And okay. until she felt comfortable, she changed her name back to her actual name because I think that she felt that if she came with a really strong, I think it's a Nigerian name, um, that she would be judged. Yeah. And I've only thought and reflected on this um, since this has happened, thinking, oh, my God. And I never once said to her, like, you don't have to pretend your name's Stephanie. Like, yeah. You don't have to have an English name to be accepted, but her parents obviously felt that she did, and you know that that now makes me really sad. But yeah, um, yeah. I know it's she, it's crazy. We have to think. We have to think about. Yeah, and she. Things. I would say she. I would say she was. She did have her back up a little bit, right? So you know we're saying we're stereotyping, but now I know why. Yeah. Now I know why. If you're if you're coming to a school where you feel like you have to lie about your name, of course yeah. you're going to feel you're going to be on the defense aren't you you know you're stepping into a room of people that are likely gonna you, you know just ask you loads of questions or make you feel yeah way and I did ask questions with you. about it because I was confused but yeah but we were friends and I don't think she took offense it was I, I actually wanted to learn why you know yeah well that's that, that's 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 really good and really important conversations and I think what people need to be having like I I wasn't black or mixed until I went to secondary school like at primary school mm. I knew I was just me I mean within my family I noticed like looking at my mum it was more like my hair and my features I knew I was I was different but mm. my family was very protective like I've always said to my mum like was there anyone like racist in the family because my mum was the only person that went with a black man so mom yeah <laughs> so um and she's like no but um but she, I met. She said when she went to Ireland once, they they saw my brother in the pram and was like, "Are they all that color?" So um, oh. these are just like we've all had some yeah. form of experiences, or we've had a friend that experienced it. But I think what's happening now, like for yourself, you're probably are thinking of the friends that you went to like school with and stuff, and like, mm. oh, like I get why she was like that now. Mm. Or I do, um, I do. So I, I never think... really judged them at the time, but I yeah. did, I did honestly I put my hands up, did think it was a black thing. I just thought that, that they had attitude. Yeah. But, but now no. I know why. And I and I'm sorry that I thought that, but I was obviously young and I wasn't educated, I wasn't taught, I wasn't yeah. like it was just the thing. And I, I it didn't never bother me either because I thought there's a reason why they're like that. I don't know what that reason is, but remember what mum dad said, there's always a reason. Yeah. Um like um, everyone, they, and they didn't. They didn't like white girls either. I think I was the only white girl in their phone book. They told me. Yeah. So, and now I know why as well. So it all sort of makes sense, and it's all coming together. And it's um, it's actually like, it's yeah. I'm so glad. Oh bless you. I hope that um, they're all right this time. I don't speak to any of them anymore, but I have yeah. been thinking about them all. Yeah, no, um, a lot, a lot will come up for people at this time. So I can yeah, imagine. yeah, yeah. Well, I. I 
I, I love that we've had, talked so much about this. But I, I just want to I want to get a little bit deeper with you yeah. before um, the podcast comes to an end, and I want to ask you about the teen experience. Oh, I know my this little is your baby! Business. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And and I I looked at it briefly, but just tell us more about the teen experience. And I think this is what really makes you such an amazing person. Oh. Um, so the teen experience was co-founded with myself and my friend Jamelia, who she has her own business called the Treasure Trust, which is monthly subscription box of like hair goodies for afro textured hair Mm -hmm. um and and we sat down now i come from a mental health background so i have my personal experience and i've worked in rehabs um i've worked with children with trauma um i used to work in schools and i've always been about creating safe spaces for young people like Mm -hmm. i'm all about it's cliche but being the person that i needed when i was younger so the teen experience is predominantly for mixed um, and um, young black girls but white girls whoever it is welcome like we've had a white girl come along with her friend which was super cute um mm. and it was just about creating safe spaces of personal development workshops so the things that they don't teach us in school so we touch on like doing like vision boards you know wellness like periods like girls mm. how to take care of yourself when you know it's coming up to it and your emotions mm. and how you're feeling um getting them thinking about businesses you know creating a business like from your room getting them thinking about those ideas beauty um but what was amazing when I started doing these workshops which happened three years ago now you know like I learned from them I'm literally sitting in these spaces with them and hearing how they discuss things is amazing yeah so I'm so happy to be creating these spaces and knowing that I feel like we've got a good generation (laughs) I think we we don't need to worry about the next generation but um yeah so we usually get sponsorships from brands but yeah it's literally creating safe spaces for young girls being able to explore the workshops and we do also cute little brunches for them um I'd love to come and help out if you'd have oh yes you can definitely come I'd love that and just listen and and stuff I'd love to learn from them yeah I think it's really important um to Mm. have like other people to kind of see what we do because what we've struggled with was sponsorships so when Mm. I used to email brands I'd be like look I run these workshops with young girls it used to be so hard to get them to sponsor Connie like I used to be like why do I I used to have to send briefs and photos and the videos and like look can't you see like this is an amazing project Um, but we've had some amazing people that have got behind it but yeah, that's my little baby, and I've got some more things in the pipeline too. So, and is yeah. that based in South London as well? So we do them all over. So at oh, the okay. moment, we had a mum. So her team comes to our workshop, and her office at work gave us their space for a year. Oh, um, wow. So we try. We understand that some parents don't like their teens travelling around. So mm. we try and do. So we do it more central. So Warnells used okay. to us hold it there. We've held it in East, um, but next year we're going to do like south east west so we cover all the areas where parents can amazing feel and people can find more more on this on the website yeah so if they follow me or follow on yeah. our instagram the teen experience and if they want to like ask me any questions about it or how they can get involved then definitely reach out to me um amazing when amazing. when this goes live i'll i'll put it up on my stories as well and thank you stuff like that but no i'd love to get involved and try and help in any way i can yeah yeah, um, that's something I'm really passionate about. Is this this again? That's why I've thought of growing up female. It's like um, just something for young. It was mainly for young girls to listen to, like older older women, but that have sort of gone through things and 
you know I've had Yinka on here from Capital and she's oh yeah from that's Peckham. my girl yeah she's yeah she's wicked um and like just how she loves Harry Potter and she never <laughs> getting gross with <laughs> um and she was more into books and stuff and how she just um state she did law and all those things so yeah I, like I think people like that are just amazing yeah um so, Simone, as we come to the end of the podcast, yeah. I've loved this. This has been such a good Oh, thank episode. you. No, I feel um, like I've been listening to you and all the things you're learning, which has been, it's really oh, I hope I wasn't talking too much. This is no. about you. No, no, no. <laughs> I, no, I chat I chat a lot. So, it, it, no, but it was just so nice to have a balanced conversation because usually yeah. I am the one, I know obviously you're interviewing me to talk, but it was just oh. nice to have this raw and honest conversation and like what you have learned and me kind of sharing with you in terms of yeah it was a really nice thank you yeah thanks I feel like I'm on the right path to learn learning and educating myself anyway good stuff so but um right so at the end I normally ask my guests a couple of questions um (laughs) (laughs) the first question is um what are you most looking forward to when um, the world goes back to normal after this pandemic, the coronavirus. Yeah. So I, do you want me to answer it now? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Oh, so I do a thing called float therapy. So I love being beside water and obviously I don't think I'll be able to travel anytime soon. So I do a thing called float therapy and you just float in a tank because it's like Epsom salts for like an Ooh. hour and it's so dreamy, so therapeutic. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And I didn't think I was looking forward to this, but I just want to go to a restaurant. Like, oh I, just, I just want to sit down and, 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 and be served really good food. Yeah. Have a one with the girls. Yeah, um, So there's the other two things. One, just float in, let everything go, and a good, good restaurant. And how have you been <laughs> replacing that therapy, that float therapy? I know. Oh, so <laughs> long baths. And I bought like a 5kg, 5kg, sorry, um, 5kg pack of um, Epsom salt. So I've been doing my own oh, little nice. baths with it. But obviously it's not enough to float. And the candles out. and stuff like that. Yeah, got my candles, got my scents to put on my pillows, all of that. Like I'm really into my wellness. So mm. lockdown, I was just like, okay. I have to put other little things in place um, yeah, to kind of sure. take care of myself. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Amazing. And the last question is, um, if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would it be? Um, it would be... Uh, you deserve to be heard and you will be heard and um, you are more than what happened to you. We, we didn't, so we didn't touch on that. Yeah. But. Yeah. So I experienced like something, I experienced um, child uh, sexual abuse from my childhood. Um, and I only spoke about it in my 20s and kind of went through like the process of therapy, court case, all of that. So yeah, everything I do in my life is to give back to my childhood. So I know people see me on my socials, this model, but the modeling came from me not being confident about my body and trying to step into my power so everything that you see birthed from me is literally from being that little child and being through what I've been through so um I hope that that does come across incredible (laughs) um no that is incredible so like I was going to ask you one of your questions sorry I know this was supposed to be the end but just really quickly I I wanted to ask you like um 
like you do seem confident but I know yeah. that like pictures <laughs> pictures only say so much and obviously like you just said there is that you've kind of put yourself in that place mm-hmm. you know you've made yourself yeah did you make yourself do modeling because you wanted to get confident or I think modeling started with one I wanted to learn more about my hair and then I remember I went I went to do a shoot and I felt really nervous and I was so uncomfortable and in my head I was like but Simone you know you can do this like I can do it in my bedroom but it was mm. like being seen by other people like, I was really uncomfortable especially if the if it was a male photographer so mm. I know I don't tell people to go and put themselves in these situations but anything that I fear I push myself to do like feel the mm. fear and do it anyway because I can't let what happened to me stop me from my passions and my purpose yeah, I love that so and and this is not just being said like any type of trauma can take us away from doing things like you could something could happen to you on a bus and you don't want to get on a bus something could like 7-Eleven like with planes that could have made people mm. like I never want to go on a plane so um mm. I'm all about feeling the fear and the confidence came started for me like okay taking each step um mm. and taking that power back so I think that's my type of confidence I will say to people like I think people think like oh she's out there I'm like you might be in confidence in such a different place where I'm not because um, there, there is a shyness that I have and I'm comfortable with that as well so um, I think it's definitely it started with me taking my power back and, and having my voice because where I didn't have it for so long and it was hidden so that's where it started I love that thank you so much no me. thank you I thanks for like sharing that with us no I appreciate it We're having a short series break, but we'll be coming back with a brand new series refreshed and revamped very soon. Hit subscribe so you're the first to know when a new episode is released. In the meantime, if you haven't already, there's so many fantastic episodes of Growing Up Female waiting for you. See you very soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.